there, and welcome to Star Wars Warts and All, the podcast where four people talk about Star Wars things that they like a lot, warts and all. My name is Will. Joining me again are my good friends Ben. Hello. Bill. Hi. And Chris. That business on Cato Nemoria doesn't, doesn't count. <laughs> good one, yeah. <laughs> that business on Cato Nemoidia is still a question mark. Yeah. We don't know what he's referring to. I'm sure it'll show up in a comic at some point. Yeah, it's actually, I think it's going to be in the upcoming book. One of the upcoming books. Oh, okay. With uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan. But today we are looking at a few stories of the adventures of Anakin and Obi-Wan that we do know that take place between episodes one and two. So this is Obi-Wan Kenobi, The Between Years. Why do I sense we've picked up another pathetic life form? Anakin Skywalker, meet Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hi. Why do I get the feeling you're going to be the death of me? Okay, so there's actually uh, precious little content that takes place between the first two prequel movies. Uh, These, of course, are the years where a young Anakin Skywalker is being trained as Padawan to... Jedi Knight Obi-Wan Kenobi. And, well, basically, there's just a couple of comics and a couple of kids' books that he, that, that have anything to do with this time period. So I'm going to try to go through this in order and just talk about how, you know, how Obi-Wan grows or how, how it reflects his character as we see him later on, I guess. Uh, but the first, chronologically, comic book is Age of Republic Obi-Wan. We've talked about these Age of Republic, mm. Age of Rebellion books before but basically there's a bunch of one-offs about specific characters and this one focusing on obi-wan takes place uh, it looks like anakin's around 10 years old so obi-wan's like in his mid-20s like 26 ish because i've learned there's a 16 year difference between the two of them really okay yeah. it's written by jody hauser with art by wilton santos came out in 2019 i remember reading these as they came out and they're they're kind of hit or miss. I don't know. I like nothing. think I liked most of them. It shows you, you know, different side of some of the characters and just exactly. That's what they're good for because you're not going to get any like galaxy shattering events right. in them. So they're good like little character studies, kind of. So in this one, we we catch up with with Anakin training under Obi Wan. He's excelling. You know, he's like top of the class basically, and in, in everything he does, which is no surprise there. But Obi-Wan is uneasy, kind of like how the dynamic we, we talked about in Master and Apprentice with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. It's the same thing again. Obi-Wan is just feels inadequate. He feels like he right. isn't doing a good enough job to train Anakin. Yeah, partially because of Qui-Gon's death, probably. You know, he never completed his training with his master, and now he feels like he can't be a good enough teacher for yep. the next generation or something. Right. And not only that, but... He also kind of regrets the fact that he, as a master to a Padawan now, he doesn't have his old master to kind of look to for guidance, you know, because there's a lot of that in Master and Apprentice too, kind of looking to the guy who trained you and saying, hey, can you help me with this this new Padawan situation? I feel like the difference between Obi-Wan feeling inadequate for this and Qui-Gon is that Obi-Wan was kind of right. Yeah, there's, there's mentions of that too. Like he knows he's in over his head. He knows that this kid is... Yeah. Like... Another pathetic life form. Crazy powerful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How how do you reconcile the fact that you are 
supposedly training the chosen one. You know, that's 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 a yeah. big burden to carry. Definitely. As a young Jedi Knight too. Like he's he started pretty young with the pretty with old Padawan. Yeah. No, I mean Obi- oh, oh, Obi-Wan. Oh yeah, he Obi-Wan, yeah, yeah, Obi-Wan. Yeah, that's yeah. a great point. Yeah. yeah. Normally when you become a Jedi Knight, you've got a few years to kind of explore and train and hone your skills before you become you know, the master to a Padawan. Not the case here. Right. Uh, circumstances called for extreme right. measures, I guess. But it is. It's like a totally atypical. It would be an atypical situation even if Anakin was being trained by, like, you know, Yoda or some right. master who's 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 done it before. But this is, like, even compounded by the fact that Obi-Wan's new to the job himself. So there's a lot of that. And it's good. I mean, it makes sense. And, 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 it, and it kind of flushes out the dynamic you see between them in uh, episodes two and three. Because there's a lot of, you see from Anakin's point of view too, a lot of frustration that Obi-Wan, you got to figure, right? Obi-Wan's the first Jedi to kill a Sith Lord in generations. He's like the rock star but he didn't of the die, Jedi though. Temple now. He didn't die though. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> At this point, yeah. <laughs> At this point, he's considered dead. Everybody Assumed dead. dead. Yeah. Hmm. He defeated him, at least. There you go. Anakin mentions how Obi-Wan like keeps getting pulled for other Jedi duties and he's forced to train with Yoda and all of the younglings. Because even though Anakin's like, uh, what did we say, 10 years old around this time, as far as years training in the Order, he's still, you know, experience-wise at the level of like a five-year-old. That's a good point. Just because he, he was late to the game. Yeah, it kind of builds on his uh, ego a little bit. That he's got a special circ- circumstance, whereas all the other children, you know, go through a a process. Right. I never really thought about that. But he, d- I mean, to be fair, he does pick things up very quickly because right. of his M account, you know? Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this time, Obi-Wan's given a job to go to this planet to unco- where, where a Jedi holocron was uncovered by like an archaeological dig they find a jedi holocron so they contact the jedi to come pick it up um and obi-wan is actually convinced this time to take anakin along with him for the job for the mission for the quest and can you guess who of all people convinces him to to bring along his padawan chancellor palpatine that's a good guess. No. Or more on, more on that in the next series, though. <laughs> no, it's Yoda. Master yeah. Yoda huh. himself. The one who didn't even want Anakin to be trained. He real he sees that this kid needs to kind of stretch his legs a bit. He needs to he needs to be given the opportunity to to join right. his master. Yeah. So he encourages Obi-Wan to take him. And Obi-Wan, I think, realizes that it's the right move. So they go off on this little journey. I'm not gonna talk about the whole plot of the thing but essentially there's just some pirates who want to get the holocron because they think it's valuable and obi-wan's gonna stop them pretty much it <laughs> so when, yeah. the, when the pirates shows up is hondo one of them no no no, no hondo these are the uh they're the like bird people primitive they just had swords they didn't really even have blasters i don't think but so yeah a lot of melee weapons these guys yeah. but what did what did you what did we because they're these really cool looking different multicolored bird people they definitely take inspiration from the legends species, the Fosh, which is which was a big. They were big players in the um, the Jason story with the Yuuzhan Vong and 
Oh, Jason Solo, like J-A-C. Jason Solo, J J A C, yeah. no, not Jason, um, like yeah. horror movie. Yeah, there's a Jedi that a Jedi Fosh that they like harvest the tears from to turn into some kind of like <laughs> poison aphrodisiac kind of thing, yeah. but. Poison yeah. What a way to go! Uh. So better, better to stay in legends than in canon. It sounds like is is the is the bottom line there for the Yuz and Vong <laughs> stuff. But the Fosh are pretty cool, so it would be interesting to see if this unnamed species eventually gets a name and it ends up being the Fosh. They look neat. Sometimes they look a little chickenish, like a giant chicken, but most of the time they look pretty neat. But anyway, so Obi Wan. Greets them with uh, his his classic hello there, which I mean can't go wrong there. Yeah, I cringed when I read it. <laughs> hey, it's not it's not like it happens in every Obi Wan comic book appearance. <laughs> oh, it happens it in does. this one though. It does not. <laughs> but then he he subdues the pirates. I like this because it was in in true like Disney era Jedi combat. You know, a lot of bonking their heads together with the Force, disarming them, <laughs> cutting their swords in half. But to be fair, like he's a Jedi, he's not gonna hack these people to shreds. But I feel like I, that's kind of what you see in like video games and stuff. So that's kind of expected. Well, sort of. You hit people with lightsabers. It's like hitting them with a pool noodle in some yeah, video. It's game. a wiffle ball. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it does feel like with the Disney acquisition, it definitely moved towards Jedi not killing uh, sentient beings. Right. Right. More so than than in the past, I feel like. As I, we mentioned in the last episode, Yoda didn't hesitate to kill those two clones that were about to shoot him. Like, That's true. But then, but then we read like the High Republic stuff, and they are not about killing anyone. Mm-hmm. I think it just even the Nile. It yeah. just depends on the character. I feel like I don't know. Yeah. I, well, I think as a rule, the old Republic Jedi would do everything in their power to, you know, use non-lethal methods. Right, right. But Luke didn't know that. So on Jabba's sail barge, he was just swinging away like a madman. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody told well, me. Mace win- <laughs> I mean, Mace was going to kill Palps, so Palpatine. So, That's true. Uh, it's too Luke, dangerous think- to be left alive. Do you think Luke knew that those were just droids at the end of Mandalorian, or you know, could yeah. they've been people in those suits? And <laughs> he crushed that droid to death. He was real upset that, that uh, he didn't Nothing get the gooey the came goop. out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, uh, what else? So another little thing in this I liked. At one point, Anakin has is is like taken hostage, and he frees himself. By using the force to lift some rocks and knock out the captor who's holding him. Which I thought was a neat little, might be a reference to The Last Jedi and the whole lifting rocks thing. And that byplay between Luke and Rey, mm-hmm. you know, the whole... It, it rhymes, yeah. Yeah. Poetry. yeah. I feel like there's, is it, in one of the video games, there's like a force power where you just like shoot rocks at people. That's uh, back to Star Wars The Old Republic, Jedi That's Counselor. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like a shotgun blast of stones that you throw yeah. at people. Yeah, that's basically hmm. what this was. Yeah, and then in the end, uh, there's a nice little kind of bond, furthering of the bond between Master and Apprentice, I guess, between Obi-Wan and Anakin. They hug it out. 
Yeah, more or less. He he owns up to the fact that he you know feels like he's not ready. He kind of Obi Wan still kind of blames himself for Qui Gon's death. He feels he feels he says something to the effect of how could I protect a Padawan when I couldn't even protect a full master like Qui Gon? So he's still blaming himself for the death of his own master, but he kind of accepts the fact like hey we could learn from each other. I'm gonna learn from from Anakin as he learns from me. Right, and they move forward in that light. Now let's all go down to the soda shop and have a. A milkshake or something. Milkshake. <laughs> they share a milkshake. A root beer float at Dex's diner. Yeah. He lets him fly the ship, and Anakin says, Yippee! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does he say yippee? I don't know. but I think that actually happens, though. Did you read it? I Yeah, I, I brushed up on it today, yeah. but I, I, I didn't. don't remember the details. It is a, it's a cute little, like, well, I did promise yeah. you I'd let you fly the ship. And he's like, yay, fist pump. <laughs> Does he sit on his lap? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't forget your booster. He's still 10 in this. I just remembered that. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's you still were, a kid. You did all this talking, and I was picturing him as the age he is in the next comic we're going to talk about, which is much yeah. older than 10. Well, it's only two years older. I think he's like 12. Oh. He's got he's, he's got cans of corn on the pedals tied to his feet. Yeah, it doesn't really... So the next appearance of obi-wan is in a five issue comic book series called obi-wan and anakin that's it that's the title uh this was in 2016 so this is way back i realized how long ago that was this is like one of the first waves of uh the marvel comic stuff and it's um it's about mace windu yep yep surprisingly it's all about mace windu (laughs) (laughs) i actually got this one and read some of it so yeah, it's it's good. It's better than I remember, honestly. I think I, I liked it more. That right. seems to be the way these comics work. When I reread them, I enjoy them more than I did the first time. I think it's really interesting, and they go to this planet that I have never heard about in anything else before. So it's it's new, right? Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's it's like an uncharted world almost. It was just thought won- to be dead. I'm wondering if we might see something about it in the High Republic era. Could be. It, I don't know. It says generations. Like, the war has been going on for generations there, yeah. whatever, which we'll get to. But Right. And that could be High Republic era. Yeah, there's like a whole mm. old civilization there. But so that, yeah, as far as when this comic takes place, I, I at some point I had said 29 BBY, which would make Anakin only 12 years old. So it's two years after the last one. And Obi-Wan's in like, he's like 28 or so. So they go to this planet called Carnelian 4, where they crash land, because the Jedi Council received a distress call on, like, a specific Jedi frequency, but they thought this planet was uninhabited, so there's, you know, they need to figure out who could possibly be sending a coded transmission to the Jedi from a dead world. The planet itself is kind of, it's like one of those things where the planet is a character, you know, like, that's... Yeah, it seems that way. It's almost like, uh, makes me think of the Matrix, how that they, they scorch the sun and, and the earth is like just constant storms or something like that. Yeah, it's almost like a, like a climate change warning. Like, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like so what, I, what will happen? If, I kind of got, yeah. I kind of got a feeling of uh, Treasure Planet with like the airships and, and like pirate esque. Yeah, there is. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. Yeah, it is almost like a steampunk kind of slap yeah, together was, feel to the technology and stuff. 
steampunk definitely yeah and like all these things that are ancient almost they feel right. kind of ancient so but there's like, like from this a different completely different era yeah because there's this ancient civilization on the ground which is like completely poisoned by whatever happened during the war and above this layer of poisonous clouds is where the survivors still live but they're using like these airships and it's really primitive technology I said, I also got the vibe of that whole poison thing with like, you know, everything that's going on underneath the poison was almost kind of like the Rakul plague from mm -hmm. the old Republic. Yeah, Back these to like that. mutant, mutant creatures. So strike my last comment about climate change. It's more of a uh, warning of like mutually insured, assured destruction from oh. like nuclear war. Like, yeah. Both sides kept escalating until the entire planet was destroyed, basically. Absolutely. There's fallout, these two the sides. Fighting. Fallout. Fallout. Fallout right. games, yeah. Kind of, there's right. mutants everywhere. and yeah. Now, before before they got to that planet, they showed a little bit of um, Anakin training with, like, a yeah. droid. Mm -hmm. And how he was fascinated with um, Darth Maul, so that droid, like, took on his combat style and everything like that. And then... Right. Anakin kind of loses his temper when two other uh, Padawans, you know, call him a slave. And it it's interesting to see and, and Obi-Wan interfering with that. Yeah. Well, there's a whole bunch of flashbacks throughout. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's really where the meat, the meat of this like character development comes from. Because uh, Anakin has made the decision to leave the Jedi Order at this yeah. point in his life. At 12, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, because that ends up becoming like the big, you know, kind of connecting tissue, I guess, to the greater saga. It also seemed very influenced by Palpatine's actions. Too. Yeah, once again. So ultimately, that's what this—that's what this book or this this series ends up kind of exploring—is Palpatine's kind of like opening salvo on Anakin. <laughs> like this is where when we last saw him, he said, uh, "We'll watch your career with great interest," and now. Right. He's making his move. Like, this is it. He's yeah. seeing this kid training. Yeah. He's seeing, as Ben described, he was there watching him fight that Darth Maul hologram droid and kind of, like, flip out on those kids who, who mentioned his roots as a slave. So Palpatine's like, oh, you know what? Maybe maybe now's the time. <laughs> should go make my move. It's also interesting to see Chancellor Palpatine's influence over the Jedi Council. Like, yeah. I, I feel like they, they delve mm -hmm. into the fact that the Jedi are kind of subordinate to the Senate or the, mm -hmm. to the Republic. Well, to Palpatine, who um, is, I might add, And, and Palpatine the is the, oh, yes. the Senate, right? <laughs> At a certain point. Because like, he wanted to take Anakin, he wanted to see Anakin, and Mace didn't, he's like, well, his training is too important or whatever, but then he, he basically pulled rank on him in, in, yeah. at one point. Right. Yeah. So, it no, is. I want to see the boy. I swear it's not anything it, weird. I just want to, I want to see the boy. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 funny because you see him just, you know, walking around in these Jedi training sessions and talking to everybody. And then later on, everybody's like, Okay, you have way too much faith in your friend Palpatine there, Anakin. You really need to, you know, dial it back a little bit. Yet here he is walking amongst the Jedi, just like right. going to their training sessions and just like Oh, let's have a conversation about this. And he looks like he's doing great. Because it's this, that's, I mean, that's the <clears throat> Jedi Order. They they somehow just have this total lack of foresight in all things. Yeah. <laughs> just 
It's like Palpatine wants to go. Yeah, you want to come hang out, watch us train. Yeah, yo, you want to you want to go talk to this kid, the most powerful Jedi. Yeah, go take take one on one. Go by yourself. Then like, wait a minute, maybe <laughs> this is a bad idea. Well, it's too late. This well. is why I'm so excited about watching the progression of things in the High Republic era because I think we're going to see the transformation of the Jedi Order and how they basically just become a small sect that answers yeah. to the Republic, mm-hmm. essentially. Ben's uh, useless fact of the day, the training joy- droid that Anakin is fighting with is a, a nod to proxy from the Force Unleashed. Uh, yeah, I thought that, because that w- wasn't there a scene in the Force Unleashed where you fought Darth Maul? Like yeah, proxy, proxy shows Maul? up and turns yeah, into yeah. Darth Maul just like in the in the in in this comic, and you have to fight yeah, him. like hologram projection or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so what Palpatine does with Anakin is he takes him down to the lower levels of Coruscant to basically see how the other half lives and how corrupt some of the politicians are as they're gambling mm-hmm. away in, in the casinos. You know, he name drops slavery, uh, human trafficking. Yeah. And he gets right. Anakin to yeah. basically sabotage this senator who's making a chance cube role playing space craps. And Anakin uses the Force, much as Qui-Gon did, to manipulate Anakin's mm-hmm. own fate. Mm-hmm. And he makes the senator lose. So then Anakin's like, this is great. You could like bust him now, and you could lock him up. And Palpatine's like, no, that's not the way this works. Unfortunately, my young friend, is not that simple, you see. The Jedi don't have the power, and we couldn't arrest him if we wanted to. So Anakin's like, well, what's the point of all this? Why, why bother? <laughs> you know, if I'm a Jedi, I can't help, so... This is when he basically, like Palpatine basically convinces him to just leave the order. Like he feels he could do more good exploring the Jedi, uh, exploring the galaxy on his own. So this made me think, like, is Palpatine playing his hand too early here? Is it is this what he wanted to happen? Was he just like planting the seed or did... I think so. Or did, was this a failure, actually? I think he knew that he's going to win no matter what. If Anakin stays within the Jedi Order, great. He has his you know, his agent in the order that he could manipulate to eventually the downfall of the Jedi. If Anakin leaves, then he can take Anakin in as an apprentice and train him as he did Darth Maul. And, you know, and then he wouldn't have to do all the other stuff. He'd just have Anakin train him to be the most powerful. Because, I mean, look at Anakin when he becomes Vader. He's, even before the armor, he's pretty much unstoppable. Obi-Wan only wins because he gets the high ground on that Anakin could have <laughs> Anakin could have easily made it through most of the Jedi order with Palpatine at his side right without having I mean, to do th- a whole think, war yeah that's how I took I think it this much. is Palpatine indoctrinating him into this idea that a an empire with a dictator is right a better better, better more just system than yeah. this republic with all of its corruption I, th- I think and and i think ultimately that's that's successful because that's what anakin buys into and i was actually thinking like does palpatine actually believe this or is he just out for power or is it a combination of both like does he actually legitimately think he's doing the right thing for the galaxy um by getting rid of corruption yeah, maybe just even just a little bit. I think, uh, I think that's yeah. I think probably that's how he justifies his actions. But yeah. at the end, he, as long as he's the one in power, you know, right? All, all that yeah. stuff is kind of just 
a consequence of that, I guess. Um, that goes yeah, back. Th- he's, it's a win-win situation, I guess, yeah. is the point. Like, if Anakin yeah, immediately right. leaves the Jedi Order, then Palpatine will be there to scoop him up. But if he doesn't, then fine. You keep training him and just make right. him, hone him into the weapon that I can eventually, you know, right, right. use to my needs. That was a Legends plot with Palpatine. I really don't think they went into it too much canon-wise, but the reason why he wanted to build an empire and this you know, be the strongest person ever is because he knew the Yuuzhan Vong were coming. Once again, oh God, the back to the Yuuzhan Vong. All right, I, th- I think we need to put like a... Yeah, I, a I still don't know what that is. So kibosh on the Yuuzhan <laughs> Vong references. Unless it enters canon again, God forbid. Well, yeah, well, that's what I was saying. It's a Legends uh, thing. Some of the stuff in the, the canon Thrawn trilogy hints at... Something. Yeah, not... Use on greater Kong, external a, a, threat. Uh, yeah, in the unknown regions, not the not like the force deadening abilities of these. Right, Kong, but we'll, right, we'll right. Get right. into that. But, but back to Obi Wan. What, what's what's he doing at this point? Yeah, so I don't want to spoil like the actual plot of the story, but in the end, you know, we see more again. Obi Wan's kind of doubting his abilities to to provide what Anakin needs in his training. Right. Yeah. And he's, again, blaming himself for for Anakin wanting to leave the Jedi Order because he can't give him what he needs. Kind of acts, what, what I felt like was t- totally taking a card out of uh, Qui-Gon's deck. Is that a thing? A page from his play, uh, something from his playbook. What's the saying I'm trying to get here? A page from a playbook. Okay. Yeah. That sounds right. <laughs> from Qui-Gon's playbook. Uh, because he's kind of a little deceptive. I'm not going to spoil it. But he does show Anakin that being a Jedi sometimes will open the door to, you know, possibilities that you wouldn't have as just a normal galactic citizen. And Anakin's like, oh, all right, I kind of get it now. The Jedi have this kind of clout, this, 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 uh, the name Jedi is enough to kind of get things done if you know how to do it. Except on this world where no one knew what, who a Jedi was. Well, but it, yeah. it, it does work at the end. It does work. It works out yeah. for the best. Definitely, definitely go read this one. It's almost got, it's almost swashbuckling in like, I don't know. I yeah, really like, I really like this It's a really, really like fun one. side event. And, and I, I didn't even mention this. It's written by Charles Sewell. I don't think I mentioned yeah. that, did I? No. Uh, I who's, one, who's one of the High Republic authors. He wrote the, the first High Republic novel. What was that one called? Rising. Light. Light of the Jedi. Jedi. Light of the Jedi, yeah. Among many other things. He's also just like hugely prolific in comic books. He's written a ton of stuff for Marvel and DC. And the artwork, I really love the Mm -hmm. art style in this. It's kind of almost manga-ish a little bit, but it's like really detailed. It's a really good series. One of of the better ones. Oh, yeah. So one other cool little tidbit about Anakin. So he he mentions wanting to leave the Jedi Order. In the end, Obi-Wan actually... It, it's in flashback says to Yoda that if that is Anakin's decision, if his fate is to leave the Jedi order, Obi-Wan would be committed to follow him. He would leave the order right. because more important than his, than his, you know, oath to the Jedi is his oath to Qui-Gon Jinn to train mm-hmm. Anakin. Yeah. So if Anakin leaves, he's going with him to continue his training, which I thought was very powerful. And it also comes back again when we talk about his love for Sabine, not Sabine, Satine. Yeah, that, be careful of that one. Obi-Wan yeah. would go to prison. Satine, <laughs> the Duchess of Mandalore, which we'll probably get to some point in the future. But yeah, there are a few people 
that Obi-Wan would be willing to leave the order for. Mm -hmm. Arguably, he's leaving for Qui-Gon in this case, not for Anakin. <laughs> but, but still, right. you could look at it either way. Yeah. But if Anakin was to go through with leaving the Jedi Order and Obi-Wan followed him to continue his training, would Anakin even want him to be his master still? Because I don't necessarily see them agreeing on. Uh, yeah, and I do mm, feel like he's certain things saying he's going to leave because Palpatine is influencing him too. So he would probably just go and be pals with Palps. Yeah, and and be able to affect change in a more direct manner. But that's yeah. not exactly Obi Wan's. Yeah. Right. Or maybe he becomes yeah. a senator and he's like one of the only non-corrupt senators, and he actually does change the galaxy. Through good governance yeah. and legislation. Now you sound a lot like Dooku. <laughs> now I'm going to fall Almost. asleep. There's a lot of what ifs <laughs> that could happen if, if Anakin left the order with Obi-Wan. Because what would Obi-Wan be doing? Would he, have go would he have gone to Mandalore to be with Satine? Would mm. Anakin take Padme and go? Would Padme be an influence to keep what Anakin ifs. on the light side? There's a lot of what ifs on that, and it yeah, would he and he would have never even met or reconnected, re I guess, with Padme. Yeah, if he wasn't a Jedi. I don't know. Not necessarily. Yeah. I don't know. So one thing that I don't think we mentioned is in part of the conversation they're having early on. Obi Wan says there are ten thousand Jedi mm -hmm. uh, in the galaxy, or whatever. No, I, I feel like we had, we talked about this before. Yeah, I think that was the that's the only time I've ever seen them say a number. Yeah, and apparently it was dropped by Kane because I looked it up. I was like, wait a minute, is this an official? And it is. Ten thousand mm -hmm. is kind of like the estimated number, approximately, of Jedi around the time of the Clone Wars or at the start of the Clone Wars. Kanan also mentions it to Ezra in the Rebels at some point. So that's another. Uh, it, but it's like confirmed in two separate sources. Ten thousand is the number um, now granted not all of them are jedi masters i'm i'm assuming a lot of them are padawans or force sensitives that they knew about i mean they had that big yeah. list in that holocron that cad bane stole of all the force sensitive children so they could have been using that too right and you can't or are they only counting the like knights and above the ones who are actually full-fledged jedi right. i don't know and that's up for debate but either way, I mean, 10,000 ain't much when you're talking about an entire galaxy. True. And after the Clone Wars, forget about it. Yeah. Only f a handful of them showed up in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Oh, and, okay, one last cool thing. <laughs> when Obi-Wan's talking to Yoda about Anakin's fate and, and his, his uh, decision to leave the Order, he mentions how Anakin has what he calls currents that swirl around him. Hmm. And he says to Yoda, like, I know that you've sensed them. Qui-Gon sensed them, too. He must be guided. If the dark side finds him, dot, dot, dot. So, not, I mean, I, th I just, the reason I like this is because Anakin wasn't the chosen one because of his midichlorian count. There's something about him that Qui-Gon could sense, Yoda could sense, probably anyone could sense if they just tried, that he just has this, like, emanating sort of, unease i guess in the force almost like what i mean what do, you, what do you consider that currents that swirl around him yeah just like an aura of uncertainty or yeah you know, or fate uh, like there's something yeah. 
he's destined for something big, I think, is right. this kind of the point. And if it's dark, it's going to be real bad. <laughs> yeah. So you got to keep him in the light. I, don't know, I, just, I just really like that kind of throwaway reference to his fate. Right. That's not like a direct reference or, or opposite, whatever, uh, foreshadowing of the, um, well, whatever we talked about last week. Or, or during Master and Apprentice, those those prophecies. Mm-hmm. Mm, Is yeah. it similar language to those? I don't, I don't remember what the exact wording, but same idea, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's the Chosen One prophecy. But yeah, that's Obi-Wan and Anakin. Again, if you get an opportunity to, to read it, it's only, what, five issues? Yeah, and it's probably a collected edition or whatever. That's yeah, if you, if you get a chance cheap. to read it, read it. It's, it's a really good read. And then just some honorable mentions, because there are other stories that take place during this time period um, in the Star Wars Adventure. is actually Star Wars Adventures number one from IDW. Mm-hmm. Again, this one's written by Kevin Scott, another High Republic uh, author who's one of the go-tos for all things Star Wars comic books. Yeah, in Star Wars Adventures number one, there's this little side story at the end called Stop Thief. It's literally just about Obi-Wan catching a thief who keeps stealing stuff from the patrons of Dex's diner. Mm-hmm. So it's a little connection to Dex in episode two. And the thief is one of those... Uh, size Snoodles? Palawick, yeah. Like size Snoodles. The lead singer of Jabba's band with the big lips on the end of a tube <laughs> that they call a mouth. It's not actually Psy, though, right? No, it's not size Snoodles. Okay. It's some other, some other thief. Is this the first time Obi-Wan meets Dex, or or have they already known each other at this point? Seems like they already have a relationship. But, uh, yeah, this is why, this is why, you know, Obi-Wan, he's his go-to guy. Scratch your back, <laughs> scratch yours. And he's got four arms to do it. <laughs> it's a lot of scratching. <laughs> <laughs> and then another one, uh, the Choose Your Destiny. Gotta throw a shout out to these books. Choose Your Adventure, Star Wars books, again written by Kevin Scott. <laughs> I, I, I think did at this not point know these existed. Really? No. I think I've read them all at this point with my kids. Definitely read this one. There's a Luke and Leia one that was good. Actually, we're in the there's a Poe and Finn adventure that Ooh. we're in the middle of now. So they're all different time periods. But this one, so this one's Obi Wan and Anakin, set between the episodes one and two. It's just this is like seems real close to Attack of the Clones though, just based on their the look Anakin's like it maybe maybe it's just like a year before but Yoda gets kidnapped and it's it's up to you to make the decisions to help lead Anakin to save Master Yoda on some underwater planet or something it's fun can you fail does Yoda die it could happen no I don't think I don't I don't know that we ever failed that badly maybe you could Chris though that could be your goal well, I just <laughs> kill Yoda but yeah those are fun especially if you are young or have young children that you could justify reading and choose your own adventure book as an adult children you actually want to read books to unlike Chewbacca and his son no screw that kid (laughs) boring conversation anyway So that, I think that's it, though. That's all I could really come across uh, without digging too deep. 
between the events of Phantom Menace and Attack of the yeah, Clones. Yeah, between the events of Episodes 1 and 2. So what, obviously, once you get to Attack of the Clones, Clone Wars kicks off. There's an entire series about yeah. that, and Obi-Wan yeah. is in many of the episodes. Most of them, yeah. So we gotta figure out what's the most important thing to focus on there. Yeah, we're gonna have to pick like one arc at a time or something. Alright. Either way, there will be yeah. an episode next week. Probably yes. just Revenge of the Sith, because the if we want to talk Clone Wars Obi Wan, that's gonna take some some planning, yeah. sifting through yeah. the content. But yep. All right. Well, tell your friends about us, and thanks for drop listening. us a line, Twitter, Gmail, warts and all, fax. <laughs> That's we, we need a post office box. That's what we need. <laughs> Alright, thanks for listening. Yeah, I'm going to end this like I did the whole episode without talking very much. I think Chris took that award. Yeah. I, there was there was really nothing to say at the end. But, but Chris got Goodbye a good one. Then. I gotta say, Chris, he that did. was one of the best selected. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, thinking about it now, though, that's probably between episodes two and three. <laughs>